Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It was 99% women. I've never been. Our lives suck. Yeah. I mean, really, our lives suck. I mean, JJ, are you, like, starting to get tired of all the female attention by now? Like, are you, like, over it? Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So at the top of the show, you heard Nick Vile and JJ Lane, who stopped by our studio to fill us in on Janner's wedding and their thoughts on this season and their Valentine's Day bachelor auction, which I was in attendance for. I can't wait to hear all about that. So sad to have missed it. The interview is so, so entertaining, take my word, and you'll get to hear it after the recap. It was so sad to do the interview without Emma. JJ and Nick were like, where's Emma? But we finally got them in the studio and we'll have to get them back sometime when Emma's here to share in the joy. If JJ and Nick aren't enough for you, we also have Chris Harrison. Emma had the chance to talk to him after AOL Build last week. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today, Chris. Appreciate you having me. So we're on season 20 of The Bachelor, which is pretty crazy. Uh, What have you learned about love and reality TV over the last 20 seasons? Well, reality TV has changed. I mean, it really has changed so much. I mean, it was in its infancy then. I mean, Survivor was on one season and then The Bachelor came around. And so it was just so new. I mean, you know, what's so commonplace now was groundbreaking then. I mean, look at a rose ceremony. We didn't know what that was. We had to invent that on night one. Um, And so, you know, now my, my daughter who's 12 years old, could probably come in and produce and direct it because she's seen it so many times. But back then, you, you know, all these things that you take for granted didn't exist. And so it has changed. And, you know, we went through the gross out crazy factor of TV where, you know, it was like close to like killing a human on live TV for ratings to kind of snapping back as things tend to do. And now we're back to, you know, the strongest have survived and, and those franchises are still around. And it's it's crazy that we are still here after 15 years. Yeah. I mean, I know that myself and my co-host, Claire, love live tweeting it. So it's a lot of fun for well, us. That's, <laughs> I mean, talk about something that's changed is like exactly that. I mean, you couldn't do that when the show started. It was 
group viewing, you know, it was kind of like the Super Bowl. You you wanted to watch together, you would call people, but there wasn't the social media behind it. And, you, you know, you couldn't Snapchat, you couldn't tweet, you couldn't Instagram, all that. But now everybody is live tweeting the show. I mean, we are always, and I mean always, trending as the number one topic in, you know, America every time the show's on, because that's what that's what this show brings out. But we didn't create that on purpose because right. Twitter wasn't happened. around. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, you know, as I said out there, if you try to be cool and tell everyone you're cool, you're not. We just happen to be cool, like, because you said so. You know, it's Bachelor Nation that said, this is how we want to talk about the show. And Mike Fleiss created a show that just lent itself to that. So you officiated Tanner and Jade's wedding recently. Yep. Super exciting. How did that go? Did you find your new calling? Um, well, I mean, it's I already had done, you know, Ashley and JP's wedding. Um, and, and I've done five or six weddings now. Um four of them through the show because I did the, the whole thing started with two of our executive producers Cassie and Pete who got married and they asked if I would marry them was that the first that was the first thing I ever did I got ordained just for them um, we were in Prague on Emily Maynard season and we were having a drink at this hotel and they asked if I would marry them I thought yeah I'll get ordained and marry you um, and Ashley and JP were at that wedding saw me do it and said we want Chris to do our wedding and I did that on TV and then the creator of the show Mike Fleiss he and his wife Laura got married I married them um, off camera. And then now Jade and Tanner. All in the Bachelor um, family. Right. Keeping it in the family. Um, I, I think it. it's just more of the, because I'm cheap. I come cheap instead of. <laughs> but it was like, it's fine. Really, we'll go with you. It's really special. I mean, when you're at that, you know, we're celebrating 20 seasons you, and you're there and oh, there's so many people from 15 years of your life. And then you're marrying people. And that, when you say that, you're like, I married them. They're going to now go spend the rest of their lives together. Hopefully that's, that's heady stuff. I take it serious. And it's pretty it's pretty humbling. And that's real life off of, you know, off of TV. Right. We're spawning life. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to talk about Ben Higgins season, obviously. Uh, and I have to ask, what is the deal with Leah's black eye? We saw it teased and then nothing aired. Yeah, it's kind of like Michelle Money's mysterious black eye. We don't know yet. We're going to find out at the tell-all special. So it is going to be addressed. It, yeah, it has to be addressed, okay. right? But yeah, So we're not sure, but I think Leah does know. Okay. Everyone was very confused on social media. We actually got an email about it. Oh, I got tons. Us to <laughs> tons of tweets it. and emails. And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I, don't, I don't know why we didn't cover it. It's probably because it wasn't that crazy or juicy. Okay. But. Well, hopefully we'll hear about it. We also saw a promo that kind of suggests Ben um, picks one woman and then may regret his choice, sort of like Jason Mesnick. Do you think viewers are going to be surprised by the way things shake out? Well, and what we definitely show is that Ben professes his love to two women. Um, so he's found himself in a little bit of a pickle. Um, this show does that. This show you know, obviously kind of lends itself to falling for more than one person, which I, I truly believe we have the capacity to do. Um, and he did. And he said it out loud. That never happens. Um, right. Usually it, they don't know, they it, don't say it out loud. It, exactly. That's the thing is like I think it was Ralph Garman on the uh, live show said, you know, Ben, it's fine to think that, but don't say <laughs> it. Um, but the, Ben was so good and genuine and, and great at what he did. I think he almost didn't even realize he did it. I think he just went with the moment on one date and then days later was in the moment again and just said it. And I think it, it was almost us who pointed out to him, you realize you said it to two women, right? Um, and so I think it was kind of dawn on him of like, oh gosh. like It's going to be tough on the women. It's, oh, it's brutal because, he, I mean, you've heard now four or five of the women profess their love to Ben. Obviously he's in love with more than one woman. So this is not going to end well for somebody. Or all. 
it will probably make for good television. It'll make for great <laughs> television. I promise you that. So looking forward, I mean, ABC exec Paul Lee said that he'd be surprised if the next Bachelorette wasn't, quote, diverse. Are we going to see a non-white Bachelorette, do you think? Possibly. Um, the good news is that falls way above my pay grade <laughs> because when Paul Lee is commenting on things, um, I don't have to. You know, he, you know, in all seriousness, you know, Mike Fleiss, the creator of the show, Paul Lee, those are the guys that pull the trigger on mm -hmm. all those decisions. And, and if that's something they're interested in, then good on them and I will be there to host it. Do you think that's something, do you hope to see that? Um, I hope the show continues for 15 more years. I really do. And, and, and not to dodge the question at all, yeah. but there are um, selfishly hundreds and hundreds of jobs that depend on this show mm -hmm. and have from, for over a decade now. And so I want the show to be successful. Um, does it have its place where it needs to be um, socially responsible and relevant and important? Sure. Um, but moreover, there's a lot of people that want to stay employed and, and want to see this franchise continue. And, and so my hope is that we do a great show yeah. next season, no matter who that is. And I hope that at the end of the day, that's where we get also is just where we just choose people because they're the best, like period, no matter, you know, race, color, religion, whatever. Well, we are all excited to see who it will be. Me too. Well, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time to talk to us, Chris. So nice to meet you. So, See you so again. Claire, good luck. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right, now let's get to it. It's time to discuss Warsaw, Indiana, not Poland, the forced <laughs> Mrs. Higgins, and really awkwardly sponsored McDonald's dates. What? You don't spend most of your dates working the takeout line at McDonald's? Weirdly, I've never done it, but maybe that should be my next Tinder date. Yeah. I mean, you can go so many cool places in New York, but none of them measures up to McDonald's. But we start, first of all, with Ben is just really excited to be back in Warsaw. I, like, cannot not think about Warsaw, Poland when I hear Warsaw, <laughs> and it just really takes me to a super dark place with The Bachelor. Ugh. I'm like, the uprising? No, 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 Ben's <laughs> high school, Ben's high school. Well, as we know, I have like a weird history with, with Warsaw. I'm like, is it that great? It didn't seem that great when my live journal boyfriend lived there. Um, but Lauren B. <laughs> loved it. She gets the first one-on-one yes. -on -one date, and Ben takes her for a little tour, talks about his glory days, which were when he was a quarterback. Yeah, which he was like, this is she's the, floored by. This is the date that I like to go on when I'm back in Warsaw. And it's really just driving around and being like, oh, yeah, this is where I played football. What position? Oh, quarterback. Yeah, whatever. No big deal. You can just, you can just hear him be like, I was really popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is my, the date that I like to go on is show the girls like how popular and important I was in high school. Well, Lauren seems very into it. Uh, they also stopped by a place where Ben used to work, an after-school program for children, which, despite my my cynical side, I genuinely found adorable, which, which made me feel angry at myself. <laughs> See, like, okay, it is really cute. To me, it's, it's like, it felt a little bit, like, like, regressive to childhood. Like, hey, adult woman, we're on an adult date. Let's go 
hang out at a youth center, but it did give Ben a chance to, like, show off how great he was with kids, which was in no way staged in any way. Like, when he comforted a crying kid on the sidelines. I felt really bad for that child. Like, who consented to have that kid crying on national television? I know. had no idea. And then Ben, Ben like, tries out a few things. He's like, you want to come play with us? And the Indiana Pacers. Oh, yeah, the Indiana Pacers are there. Well, two of them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, you want to come play with me and the Indiana Pacers? And the kid's like, I don't know. And Ben's like, please? Like, I've I've tried everything. Can you just, like, cheer up for me? Like, because I'm on TV. So I need you to seem like you're cool with this. But basically, the date goes well. It, there's not that much to talk about. It I mean, goes so well. They are so into each other. Let's just end it here. Lauren yeah. B is the winner. I, I can't imagine he another He takes her outcome. out with his friends at the end of the night. And Who he's like— his friends? Allegedly, like he's like, I this is a scenario. Actually knew Maybe it's people. like his hometown friends or something. You know, you barely speak to those people. Um, but he's like, you know, this is the scenario I've always wanted where I'm like back home and I'm here with my girlfriend and I just like get to like wrap her up and be like, yeah, this is awesome. And meanwhile, Lauren B is like tearing up at how in love she is, not with The Bachelor, but with Ben from Warsaw, just regular old Ben. And I was like, this is finale level. And he's not there with any of the other girls. It's over. Like, it's just over. Yeah, I agree. I really I really can't see him choosing anyone else. He says, I know the true Lauren and she is beautiful. I mean, it, it's over. Yeah. And then, of course, he has to take another girl on a date. So he takes JoJo out and starts out uh, by being like, I don't know why JoJo doesn't understand why I like her when I keep reassuring her that I do. And it's like, well, because you're obviously completely in love with someone else. I do find it interesting. Usually we don't we don't really see this. We don't see the other girls so openly acknowledging that there's a very clear front runner and that they are all completely thrown off by it. Yeah, like usually when there's a front runner, she's like a villain like Courtney and the other right. girls, it like blends together with them just hating her. But in this case, everyone loves Lauren B. And she's also such a clear front runner that they're they don't know how to handle it. Like they're jealous, but they're happy for her. And they're like they want what she has, but they know they can't like have it. It's a very weird dynamic. Also, these final six all seem to genuinely like each other. We had so much girl on girl hatred in the entire season up till now, and now they all seem to get along really well. Yeah, they're all just, like, having girl chats about their dates all the time Um, (laughs) that are not at all produced. Um, Yeah, JoJo, he takes her to Wrigley Field. In the Windy City. Yes. Um, He's a big Cubs fan, and um, they put on their baseball jerseys. Hers says Mrs. Higgins. I was very upset by that I I mean that would be a deal breaker for me if like you're forcing this woman to take this dude's name who she's been on a collective four dates with maybe over the course of a month and to her that's like a compliment she's like oh my god Mrs. Higgins that sounds so great I have no problem with someone choosing to take a man's last name but maybe don't make that assumption for someone on a national stage before they even gotten close to getting engaged to the person. It's just like the casual assumption that it's like the greatest the compliment that you could give her. Is Mrs. Like, Higgins, I can't imagine anything better. And then you can move to Warsaw, Indiana and just pop out babies while Ben pursues his dreams. 
Oh, yeah. Well, that's what Emily is down to do. I don't think she understands that Ben doesn't live in Warsaw. <laughs> She's like, as soon as I saw Warsaw, I was like, yeah, I could marry him and have babies. I'm like, uh, no, that's not how it works. Um, also, Ben and JoJo are, like, playing baseball. He says he's, like, really comfortable with her, but he also feels like she's holding back from him. Which is likely because one of her closest friends in the house is clearly more into him and he's more into her. But, you know, we should just put that aside. Yeah, he's like, I really need you to open up. And she's like, well, I really like you. But he's like, well, if you really like me, then what are you afraid of? And I'm like, no, but that's, that's, that's why. That's literally how feelings work. Like, she likes you and if you don't like her that's how people get hurt yeah he doesn't seem to really understand that he seems confused every time one of the women doesn't want to pour out all of their feelings to him yeah he's like if they like me how could they possibly get hurt (laughs) and it's like no but no that's actually why they would get hurt. yeah that's it's the opposite of what you're thinking he actually says to her come on mrs higgins and then i threw up a little bit in my mouth oh god (laughs) It's especially mean since we know that um, she will never be she'll Mrs. never be Higgins. Mrs. Higgins. And also, at the more that they talk about how great a name Mrs. Higgins is, the more I'm like, really, Higgins is just like a fine name. Also, JoJo's name is Joelle Fletcher. It's a great name. It's a great name. Well, I, w- I would not thing. give up Fletcher for Higgins personally, but I'm biased. I'm. But she's more Team Ben than she's ever, ever been. Ben. Ben than ever Ben. <laughs> Um, and then on to the group date with minimal drama, except that Becca is very upset because she would rather have a one-on-one date, which shocks everyone because Becca is I feel like it. most of the girls would really prefer to have a group date. Am I right? I think Becca is kind of going off the rails. Yeah. And I think this speaks to what an easy time she had on her first go around because she was completely disinterested in Chris. Oh, and yeah. And he was super into that. He really loved that she had no interest in him. And now— that she has actual feelings for someone, <laughs> she's like, wait, this sucks. Dating yeah. on reality TV when you're into the person and they're not that into you is terrible. It's like she thinks that Ben is just like one of those like lever-activated reward machines that rats have where like she's like, if I if I press the lever enough times, validation will come out. And then she's confused validation. because it doesn't. The word of the season. Yeah. <laughs> she says foundation so many times in this episode. She's like, he doesn't, he hasn't given me any validation. I don't feel validated. But like, Becca, that's because he doesn't like you. And she, that doesn't like seem to occur to her. I know. I want to not have sympathy for it, but I also, I think I have a little bit of empathy. Like, we've all been in that position where you like someone, they're clearly not into you, but you're kind of hoping that, you know, you have that conversation where you say, well, if you're just not into it, just let me know. But they're on a very structured dating show, so unfortunately it drags out. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I've never really cared for Becca We don't really see much of her in terms of personality now that we are seeing more and like she's more engaged because she actually likes Ben. She's not doing her whole like beautiful ice queen thing. And she just comes off as a little bit needy and difficult. And that's rough for her. Um, But, you know, it's it's a tough situation and uh, you got to have sympathy for that. Um, Also on the group date, Kayla... Amanda 
And yeah, it's a three on one. Yes. Ben um, and Kayla, I kind of thought she was going to get the rose. They, se- they seem to really like each other. Yeah. And, and it. I think that he is actually a little bit concerned by Kayla's lack of roots. Like, I think that he does. And she's she brought that up to him, hoping, I think, for some reassurance. Like, you have this great community and I don't have anything like that. And he was sort of like, really? He's I like, don't know about that. What is it that. like to not have grown up in one small yeah. Midwestern town for what your entire like life? What is it like to not have an entire town be your best friends? I don't understand that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's— But I, she has been molded to be adaptable because she's moss who needs a male tree to grow on in whatever way that tree wants to grow or something. Yeah. Some metaphor that kind of lost me and disturbed me at the same time. I feel like she's more like a rolling stone. <laughs> That's my my Kayla theory. Um, but she she came across as pretty invested this episode, maybe because he's pulling back a little bit. She's getting a little like, no, come back to me, Ben. Um, and it's Amanda who gets the date rose uh, after talking about how much it matters to her to introduce him to her kids and she's I think she says that she's never introduced anyone to her a man to her children before and it just I just felt no this shouldn't be this shouldn't be the one yeah that (laughs) always happens on The Bachelor like they come on they're like I never do this but I'm gonna make an exception for you the person who is dating several other people and we're not serious at all i'm like why would you do that this is probably the time to make that gamble yeah this is the time (laughs) this is the exact time when you should not make that risk um yeah so becca and kayla have to go home and the rest of the date is a one-on-one date it's very awkward because they just get left in a barn to cry but at least they comfort each other meanwhile amanda Goes to goes, goes to, to McDonald's. McDonald's. And she has to act really excited about this. She does okay right up until the point where Ben tries to do a Lady in the Tramp bit with a French fry with her. And it's, you can see her being like, ugh. I want to kiss him, but I don't want to put the McDonald's French fry in my mouth. Can I somehow do both? I think I would have the opposite <laughs> reaction of like, can yeah. I just have five of those fries at once and not but make like, out with just you? Just look at her. You can tell she's never eaten a French fry. <laughs> she's like 50% of the size of a normal person. <laughs> so they serve a little takeout, like they serve at the drive through window. She's very And weirdly, charming. McDonald's seems to be a Bachelor sponsor. Who'd have thunk? You know, it's weird because I I did notice uh, that they also have those ads where Catherine feeds Sean, and they talk about all day breakfast, which they Uh, mentioned. Now that you notice it, it's all coming together. Um, But then they finally get to leave McDonald's and they go to a hometown Warsaw welcome carnival. A carnival. The mayor's there. All the local children greet Ben. The crying boy. They clearly scripted. It was like the Truman Show. They clearly scripted out some lines for Ben. He was like, "Now you're making me smile, buddy," and it's like, "Who are you talking to? Like, what? What's happening?" And Amanda's a great actress because she says she feels like the luckiest girl ever because oh. she got to go to a carnival and the drive-through at McDonald's. Or if that's <laughs> truly where her bar is, then like she's gonna have a great life. Yeah, I mean, she's had a rough one so far, so I think that probably her bar is lower than <laughs> than some of the other girls. Um, whereas Kayla's like, I met a guy on a plane, so like I can I, I have a high that. high expectations here. And so then Emily gets the final one on one 
We know pretty much from moment one that this is going to be doomed, but it was also probably the most entertaining part of the episode. Oh, yeah. Because, well, Emily had no idea. Like, she's so, as Kayla put it, she's like a sweet, like, eager little puppy. She's so She's a sweetheart. She has grown on me. I think she's a genuinely nice girl. She just has some growing up to do, which is fine because she's 23 years old. Although it's funny to, like, see the other girls talking about how young she is. And then they're one one year older. But they're so much more mature. Like, it's true. Well, Amanda has children. And Emily's still living with her parents. Yeah, so, I mean, I think there's that, a big look, gap there. Your early to late 20s are where life paths really diverge. Yeah. And it's it's just what happens. So basically, Emily gets to meet Ben's parents. That is the theme of the date, is going home to meet Ben's parents. And, and his parents are not particularly taken with her. Which as, is as like a partner for Ben. The least surprising thing right. ever. And as we know that Ben is conflict averse he has a hard time dumping people and making up his mind he 100 percent chose this date for emily because he knew his parents were going to be like she's not ready you have to let her go and he could be like okay now i have permission to dump this girl <laughs> yeah like if he brought home amanda they'd be like oh my gosh she's so sweet and wonderful and he'd be like crap like that didn't help me make any decisions <laughs> Emily sits down with Ben's mom and immediately just sort of unleashes this. It was like listening to like a seven-year-old talk about what she wanted to be when she grew up. It was so like cute and hopeful. And it, like, it really broke my heart when she said something about always being so average in everything in her life. Like that. Yeah. But she's ugh, like, but, you ugh, know, I do think ugh. I'm going to be an above average wife and mom. It, it just made me cringe so hard. And I'm sure there's other things that she's really great at. And that's like an awkward thing. That's an awkward way to sell yourself to your yeah, future in-laws. I'm totally average, yeah, but there's nothing special I'm a great about babysitter. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just assume. Um, and she also, yeah, says that she wants to be an NFL cheerleader. And marry young. Yeah. So I think there's just a few red flags going off in oh, ben, yeah. Ben's mom's brain. You can just see see her face. Yeah. She's, you can see her kind of thinking, oh, this this girl is so sweet, but she should she should not marry anyone right now, yeah. which is true. We leave this conversation being pretty sure Ben's about to dump her, and we get the classic sad music while Emily talks about how she's so excited and so happy, and this must mean Ben really cares about her. And then he brings her back to where the girls are staying, in front of the windows. So yeah, they can all they're see. all watching. And then he breaks up with her. In a really awkward way, he says, I've been amazed at who you are, and then immediately says, I just don't think I can see you being my wife. Which is, it, it's nice that it was direct, but it was a very rough segue. Yeah, but he does smooth it over. Really. Like, she was pretty calm by the end. Like, he was like, it's been so, like, such a gift to get to know you, like, that sort of stuff. And She took it well. She took it really she well. She took it really, really well. And we also got a nice little shot of her recounting what had happened to the other women, and they were all very supportive. And that's when she started crying, when she was talking to them. And that was actually a nice, genuine moment for me. There was no begging. She didn't do the I'll never find love ever thing. So I I think Emily, she's she's she's, she's some great years ahead of her. Yeah. Um, And finally, the rose ceremony, no cocktail party, just right into it. Thank goodness. And who goes home? Obviously, Obviously Becca. Becca. He's so not into her. And she, like, as they walk away, she's just like, why did you do that? 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 I'm like, what? 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 He's, like, the thing that the whole show is about? 
Like, what do you mean? <laughs> he did it because that's what the show is. She thinks that, like, the rules don't apply to her. It's so annoying to me. Also, she says, it makes me feel like, why would I keep putting myself in this position? And I was like, That's we a good are question. asking ourselves that, too. <laughs> why would you go on reality TV dating show twice? Maybe because she got such a good edit the first time. Yeah, I feel like the first time she got a lot of positive attention and her heart wasn't really in play. And this time it was the reverse, and she didn't see that coming. Well, it just confirms that you should only go on The Bachelor if you are deeply disinterested in the lead. And that, my children, is the lesson for this week. And now on to the part that you've all been waiting for. I've been waiting for it. Claire's incredible interview with JJ and Nick. The two men stopped by our office yesterday, and Claire got the chance to chat with them about a whole bunch of things, including a really interesting event she went to over the weekend, which she'll tell you about. Yeah. So they were in town for a bachelor auction charity event and also a watch party of the Bachelor 20 special. And as a result, on Monday, we were all so hungover and tired, which I hope you don't pick up on in the interview. But JJ and Nick very gamely made it out for this interview at 9 a.m. And we got to have a really fun conversation about Jaden Tanner's eternal love and what their lives are like these days and the constant female attention, which I got to witness a little bit of the other night. And it's truly terrifying. It must be rough to be a man who was once on reality television and now every woman wants to date them. Yeah, as you'll hear, JJ is super into that, actually. (laughs) Somehow I'm not surprised. (laughs) So enjoy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, 
from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or... Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. 
Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. You guys are still very much a part of the whole scene. And last night, you were here in New York for a charity event slash singles mixer slash man auction slash... Just charity event. (laughs) It was not a singles mixer. (laughs) So you didn't make any love connections? Is that what you're telling me? It's only the second appearance I've ever done. Really? The first one that I did was Sean. And, oh, right, right, right. So you and Sean are friends now? We're best friends. Yeah. And I saw Josh was there last night. He so was, yeah. You guys are best friends, too? Best friends. That's beautiful. I mean, we're fine. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, we don't talk on a regular basis, but yeah. it's, it's, it's always fascinating when people, like, will see us together and they're like, oh, my God, how is this possible? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> so what were your thoughts on the event? It was a yeah. world, for, for us, it was a... A whirlwind. Yeah, so I was there um, in a professional capacity, just anthropologically, to see <laughs> what it was like to watch apparently every single blonde woman in New York City try to bid on just a few bachelor men, and it was terrifying. Like, like I felt like I was at a boy band concert. Like, I was getting elbowed. Like, there are drinks being spilled on me. There was screeching. And I just have to wonder, like, what's it like for you guys to be members of, like, the world's least musically gifted boy band? <laughs> it's weird. It's fine. Um, <laughs> most of the, the, the women were very nice um, and, you know, not yeah. grabby or handsy or clingy. But That's good. Um, unfortunately. You know, kinda, no. <laughs> Listen, JJ, if you want them to be grabby, you have to tell them because we here at Here to Make Friends – like to emphasize that women can, you know, be sexually inappropriate as well. Yeah, Which, perfect. Always have to ask for permission. <laughs> yeah. 
JJ, is there a little bit of tension now? Because you guys, you know, obviously you've both been auctioned on the same night. Um, obviously didn't go for the same amount of money. What did I go for? Like, I have no Six idea. Time is more than you? Legit. Or? I don't even know how much I went for. <laughs> Uh, so, so you you're saying that you don't feel any like jealousy or, oh. or tension about? The JJ's, I don't think JJ's ever jealous of anybody. I, ref- no. I mean that. No, like legit. No, I'm not bothered at all by it. <laughs> like, I mean, I as long as I went for more than Joshua, which I don't even think I did go for more than Joshua. You know, like what, I think you did. I've no. Although idea. I heard from Joshua that uh, the girl who bid on Joshua is the one person who didn't pay up because she thought she was bidding for Josh Murray. What? <laughs> that is awkward. But, but Joshua took that very well. So all, how much did you end up going for, Nick? Um, I think 56. 56 really? 56 yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. The, I heard that the young lady who uh, lost, you know, was like up in, she was also bidding in 5,000, ended up getting arrested. What? Because she, after the after the auction, she can't. I, I went, you know, I went up to her and you know just wanted to thank her, even though she didn't win. Obviously, when in an auction, when you have other people bidding large amounts, it drives up the price, right? right. So, um, I just wanted to go up to her and thank, thank you for her. the economics of an auction. Yeah, thank you for describing. And for that. those who don't know, um, and so you know, and she, she was kind of like, well, hey, you know, when you're done with your date, you know, maybe we could hang out later. I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna be hanging out. And so we're doing the whole, we're doing the 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 date portion, which wasn't very isolated. We're just you know hung out for about an hour with these girls, you know, one on one. And then this other girl was just kind of hovering. And then the the, the 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 event was pretty much over, except for the people who won the the dates and she was literally just waiting and they were she was obviously a bit inebriated they were asking her to leave and she wouldn't leave and then I, I heard that she striked a, a police officer what? Oh um, and then ended up getting arrested so oh. I, I I don't know how Rough accurate that is but I've heard oh. from multiple people so a woman got arrested for love of you that's I don't know if it was me I that's think it's so romantic it's like a romantic comedy but it's amazing to me the like I don't know if these some women who try to pull some of these one-liners, like, like I, literally getting mo- like people surrounding us. Everyone wants to take a picture, and then you know I tried to take the time to like at least have a forty-five second conversation with with each person, and then so, like there are some women who would come up and be like, "Hey, can I steal you?" Like you know for like, and like they were specifically referencing like the oh. date, and I was like, "Well." I can't really leave. They're like, but no, don't you want to like come with me? Like, I mean, really? Like, you're, and they were serious. I was like, come on, you know? Like, do you really like really that? That's gonna like even if, even if, even if like we weren't in this like mob like bachelor yeah. line. I, I mean, there's nothing more when people are like, would you accept this rose? Like, some people actually say it seriously. I don't, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't get that. It's a little, yeah. And it's all, like, as a woman being at that event last night, I have never felt like dating in New York would be more impossible. There were so many young women in that room. I mean, there there were us guys, <laughs> and there were maybe three other men, in the, and yeah. it was, like, and they 400 were clear, some The women. other men were, like, there with their, like, significant others, clearly. But it was, like, yes, it was 99% women. I've never been—our lives suck. Yeah. I mean, really, our lives suck. I mean, JJ, Just be honest. Are you, are you, like, starting to get tired of all the female attention by now? Like, are you, like, over it? I mean, being serious, actually kind of, yes. 
Um, Do you feel like it's like ruining the joy of relationships for you? That it's just chase, so, you know. yeah. There's no chase. That's just freely. That's given. not true though. I mean, <laughs> like, as I like to say is, you know, for all the times that I had to be like the guy that would be like, all right, this girl at the bar, like, I got to sack up and like go talk to her and then get rejected. I really enjoy now for kind of the every man that I get to reject girls now that have to come up to me. And just out of principle, you know, I'm doing it for my brother. I'm doing it for kind of just the average Joe. It's true. Women yeah. don't really face enough rejection in the world. No. We have a really easy. I feel like you're being a bit facetious. Oh, I'm being a little bit facetious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, ladies, if you're looking to date me, um, just... you shouldn't be listening to this because I want someone that's never watched the show. Wow. Yeah, that's, so that's I'm pretty much be screwed. Really I'm, that's t- also, I'm done. I'm that's toast. also not. You're gonna, you know, <laughs> it's all how they handle it. Yeah, I mean, it must be tough though, just because they would know so much about you. It's like going on no, a date with they, someone who's like Googled you beforehand. And yeah, you but like if a girl watches a show and say, let's say, as a fan of the show, if for that's a perfect example, if a girl came up to me and we let's say we had a coffee date or something, or went on and had lunch or whatever, and met at a bar. And she recognized me and was a fan of the show, but, like, also, say, maybe did have an interest in getting to know me, like a genuine interest, like, outside of the show. If she came up to me and started talking to me and even saying, is it weird that I know so much about you? That would be a huge turnoff. But if, you know, someone, (laughs) if if someone, like, recognized that they probably don't know so much about me and that they maybe know a portion of me that they saw on TV and then, you know, took the time to— and that that wouldn't like that's bother. That's what me. would make it weird, though, is that they would know a lot about the sh- just that part of you. That yeah, but like anyone, <laughs> anyone who you know, quite honestly, has half a brain and, and is a bit considerate would recognize that it's probably just a microcosm of who we are. So a very small portion of the dating pool is what you're saying. <laughs> no, you're more you're more optimistic than I am. That's good. So neither of you guys are seeing anyone right now? I am not currently in a committed relationship. Wow, you're it's very so... political. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm curious. let's elaborate a little bit more. Like tell me let's go into detail there, Nick. On what? Not being in a committed relationship. Yeah, like I mean you were so like I'm not in a committed relationship. Right I'm not now. in any relationship. Okay. Oh damn it. <laughs> um I, I'm I'm enjoying my dating life and enjoying the, the process of life. You're like in a relationship with the world of dating right now. I mean, you know, like I'm dating and it's <laughs> it's been fine. Uh, I'm having fun and you know continue to look forward You're to on the a day. Journey. Yeah, I continue to look forward to the day that I meet that person that I want to spend a lot of time with. Nick, thank you for doing this podcast with your shirt on. Um we yeah. all are very happy. But that's we scheduled it during the colder months for yeah. that reason. I mean actually. if I had to sit next to him with his shirt off only, and like his like, ab flexing and him kind of doing magnum. <laughs> once once a month I'll take the shirt off, you know, maybe but And the know. rest of the time it's just unbuttoned all the way. Nick's I've favorite never posted pose. a picture unbuttoned. <laughs> I, I'm always Shirt. confused. My pants Who are actually pants are is always the, unbuttoned. Or never buttoned. Nick, when you're like looking kind of like forlornly out the window drinking coffee with like your shirt off and your like pants kind of like coming down, who's taking that picture? Like, I'm just curious Why how that actually like, works. People like, I, you know, <laughs> despite, you know, what may have been, I, I have friends, you know. 
How do you have that conversation? Okay, hey friend. Um, yeah, like let's get a really seductive shot of me here. I've done some modeling, so there are photographers that I've befriended. Um, Is are these like? Sponsored posts? Is this part of like a, a career change that you're? No, I do or not. Or is it just amateur uh, modeling that you're doing? Well, the, hobbyist. No, it's actual paid modeling, but it has nothing to do with inst- like I don't get. I have done some sponsored things on my my Instagram. I don't um, do it a ton, um, but uh, some most of the shirtless ones are just you know things just, I have just, just passion projects. I've done, you know, the the modeling is like a separate, like you, you know, you right. take, it's, it's by professional photographer. <laughs> and is that that's something that you're doing these days, or I've, I do a little bit, a little bit. I don't know how. And and the software sales is. Are you on a break from? Still that? on hold. Yeah, I've been, you know, doing salesman slash model, not the other way around. Let's yeah. get that straight. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like I've been very fortunate to be able to. You know, try new things. I've been spending some time out in LA. I don't know, you know, where it'll go, how long I'll do it, but uh, I've been very lucky. Where you know, um, my former employer has been incredibly supportive, and I still keep in contact with them. And you know, I never thought I'd be doing some of the stuff I'm doing, but it's kind of like YOLO, and you know, you only live once, and you might as well try some things you you never, um, you never, uh, you know, to be able to do things you never thought you'd do is kind of fun and, and interesting, and so. Um, We'll see where it goes, but uh, you know, I don't like the uh, yeah. The, yeah. See, my favorite thing is I just like to hang out with Nick and give him a hard time because no one else will. So you know, I kind of just like roll in Nick's side pocket and just kind of chirp him with you, all though, the time. I just like I, I. I want. Do you have any friendships that don't involve you just giving the person a hard time? No. No, I, none. <laughs> but like JJ does it like, like with the thing me- about Joshua, the thing about Nick, the thing about this. <laughs> I just like to be there and just like give them a hard time. And, and like JJ, I don't. JJ does realize I realize that he doesn't care. I don't think, but like I just tune him out. It's like the. <laughs> no, it's a mutually. Uh, it seems like you're both kind of tuning each other out, but but in an affectionate well, way. We love each other. <laughs> What's that, Nick? So we love <laughs> each other. Yeah. I love you, buddy. <laughs> love you too. So the greatest prank ever played. Was for the wedding. Um, okay, greatest prank ever played in JJ's mind. <laughs> it had, was it was just cruel. But. Yeah, oh, um, I, I ended up perfect. getting Joshua for an hour to believe that he had been invited to the wedding on a Friday night, and the wedding was uh, Sunday, and he was going to buy his own plane ticket and fly out to LA. Oh and no, <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, it's like it's not that. I mean, it's it's just mean. How? <laughs> wow. You're you're like a bad person, JJ. No, 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 no. <laughs> he has this weird I'm creative, <laughs> creatively cruel. Come on now. I think he just has too much time on his hands. Yeah, all the pranks would stop once I got a job. Trust me. <laughs> um, speaking of the wedding, by the way, how was it decided who was invited? Because there were people there who I feel like had probably never met there, Jaden Tanner, were, and then. Yeah. Joshua and Tenley didn't get invited. There were people. So Jade and Tanner, that, that my understanding, in, had their guest list, of which JJ and I were on, which is why we oh, were there. Okay. Um, I, every lead, I believe, was invited. Right. Um, obviously, some made it, some didn't. So you know the like the reason why like Caitlin and Sean were there, and Andy and and Chris Souls uh, were were because they were invited by the show. 
Um, obviously, like Jaden and Tanner don't know Bob Guinea and Andrew Firestone. Yeah, I wasn't sure about um, that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's as far as people from Bachelor Nation that were there. That it was a, a mix of invites from Jaden Tanner and invites from the show. Right. So they probably had like you can have this many invites, and ABC is going to have. The other. Yeah, something like that. And I yeah. think, you know, like, you know, Michelle Money, I don't think they know them, and she wasn't a lead, but, like, I think she was in L.A., and so, you know, she's always... Right. Well, she's a character. They have to have her I think that's it. It, People, I think, additionally, right, like, if they were in L.A. or, like, close, and they were kind of Bachelor-related, they also, like, Sarah Heron was there. Yeah. Sarah's um, LA. Yeah, so, like, they kind of had to fill it, you know, with faces <laughs> that people recognize. Yeah. But, you know, Jason and I have talked, like, the wedding was a lot of fun, and it was surprisingly um, very it felt authentic. Like, it felt like any wedding I've ever been to. Really? Mm-hmm. It was very well done. Um, it didn't feel, like, chintzy or weird or fake. It felt very real and very authentic, and it was really, it was really well done. And, and, um, it was like every wedding that I've been to, yeah. that Seal performed, and— uh, <laughs> you know, had a $200,000 budget, like yeah. uh, just like every other wedding. Well, you know, weddings are expensive, right? That. Like that's just like the baseline. <laughs> Man, it, they have ruined any woman that was at that wedding. Might as well scratch them off your list. You better not ever <laughs> expect them to get, you know, their expectations are so high. I, I, I kind of other than Seal showing up, which I, who knows what. what Matt Nathanson is sitting there playing as we like walk in, right? Sure, like, okay, fine. But you can just get some random That's, dude with a guitar okay, from my, any college dorm. Yeah, minus you know? minus the, the performances. The wedding was very nice, but it wasn't like. Over the top, it was excessively opulent. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was in a nice venue. It was about 150 people. Mm, I mean, I don't, it wasn't. Normal. It was. Well, so they they uh, didn't misuse their budget. That's good. No, they actually they the probably the biggest entertainment they paid for was the guy that gave the best man speech. JJ did a great job. Freaking that dude was amazing. <laughs> he murdered it. He actually, it was pretty good. <laughs> it's a real shame though that none of it will ever see the light of day. So yeah, why not? There's only so much they can show. Can you do it for us now? <laughs> JJ's best line was he made a joke about uh, Bob Guinea. He was just like, in Bob Guinea, my, my mom's high school crush. <laughs> I thought it was pretty great. And then, you know, he made some comment about me going back on The Bachelorette, which, you know. I mean, l- legit. It didn't, yeah, it didn't like, land. It, it didn't land only because, you know, Nick was already kind of like stewing, just knowing it was coming. Everyone else loved it, but whatever. <laughs> Um, uh, so when you guys go to like a beautiful bachelor wedding like that, are you like so jealous that it's not you? <laughs> like, is it just like, oh, this is so unfair? It should be me up here, like having this Dude, gorgeous, well, like officiated by Chris Harrison, like no. Matt Nathanson is here. Uh, was no. that a common thing for the women feel that way? Um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes in the in the moments you'll see a little bit of like, oh, it's so when is it going to be my turn? You know. Um, I know. I, I mean, again, it was not to be cheesy, but it was very well done, and you know, J- Jade and Tanner are friends, and I think. Um, oh, for, I hope they're more than friends. Well, no, there are friends, <laughs> uh, and for all the all the non success that the the show has had in terms of couples, they, they make a fantastic couple, and. Yeah. Um, they're probably the most. Re- they're the most real. Yeah. Enough. Like again, I, I, they they seem to do an amazing job of not taking themselves too seriously, each other, and the process. And I think they recognize what it is and what it isn't. And I think that's a huge um, advantage for them to to make this very interesting, you know, 
relationship that stem from an even very more interesting way have a real shot of working. So Yeah. Jade committed pretty early on to move to Kansas City. I mean, that's a huge step right there, right? Like, I mean, you're you're accepting that you're going to, like, be a normal person, you know, move into, like, (laughs) Olathe, Kansas, you know, and, you know, Tanner's, like, you know, freaking hawking car, you know, slinging metal. You know, it's – that doesn't get more real than that. No, but it was uh, was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you think they're the real deal, and and so that leads to the obvious question. Which bachelor couples that we might see still together today are not really the real deal? There's only one that's together that's not married. Am I correct in saying that? And that would be Caitlin and Sean? I think so. So what— Everything from everything I've heard, they seem to be, you know, very much in love. So, so you're you're saying I have no information to offer. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. You're about saying them. there are no sham marriages in there. I would. I'm not I mean, a bachelor listen, historian, I, I, so I don't even know <laughs> anyone outside of my own season. I mean, listen, I I think it's safe to say there are people who have ended up together on that show, po- like as soon as the show ends who have dated and been, quote-unquote, engaged, who may or may not have stayed together um, longer than they otherwise would because of the certain advantages that come with being a couple. But I, I, it's hard to imagine people getting married um, with not having a real desire to be married to one another. I have no idea how successful or how happy any of those marriages are. Jade and Tanner are always my favorite. Jade and Tanner Paradise are couple, yeah. so. Well, there's only been two. So. It, well, exactly, so— Marcus I think and Lacey kind of got favorite screwed, Favorite and the right? least favorite. <laughs> like, they meet on Paradise, and they got a freaking two-bit wedding on the beach that, like, Jillian is in a bikini in, right? Like, that was awful. And, you know, like, we're all just like, what the hell are we even doing? Like, we had no idea if we are even, like, a part of a wedding <laughs> until it happens. They had, like, two people from their family there, and then Jade and Tanner just get this, like— incredible, like, <laughs> awesome wedding. I'm like, yeah, but, you, know, you guys got shorted of this stick. Yeah. I, I don't think they're... Marcus was, like, dripping with sweat down his entire face. <laughs> yeah. But that was kind of his look during Paradise, too, so it was consistent. Um, oh, so we have to talk uh, more about this season because we didn't finish. Um, what do you guys think about the girls we have left? I honestly think Kayla's very rehearsed, and I don't believe anything she says. I mean, why would, like, she she dated someone for a really long time because they met on an airplane. So I don't know why you. So really- basically, her story was I fell in love. It was fate. We met on an airplane, and then they asked me to go on The Bachelor. I dumped him, and now I believe that Ben and I are supposed to be together. It was basically she, what I heard. I think she dumped her boyfriend when she saw Ben. Whatever. Either way. And then, like, the, all of a sudden, <laughs> this, like, very coerced, oh, very forced story about, I think I'm going to break your heart. I'm like, Girl, like, I don't. I think uh, I don't. I don't think so. And he was like, "Okay, I'm yeah, into that." Great. I don't know. What do you think, JJ? Very quiet over there. Oh, I'm just trying to take a deep breath, let Nick kind of finish up here. But uh, my my part starts <laughs> now, right? Yeah, Nick's right. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, you don't show, don't show up hungover, and then I won't have to carry your ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm just letting you roll, dude. I mean, not gonna uh, not gonna fight for the airtime. Come on, Nick. No. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's complicated. You know, I don't particularly like Becca. Um, yeah, me I, neither. Becca's so boring, and I don't think Ben. I don't think Ben likes Becca. Yeah, really, because so, like it's hard. I feel like they're playing it like he really likes her, but I don't see why. I, I, I mean, personally, like I don't know. Like 
I think he only likes. I, I had a I had a bad experience with her like in person. So like, oh. I just don't like Becca. So like, I watch her on there. And I'm like annoyed just like seeing her. Um, you know, kind of big time me one time. You know, and I was like, whatever. Um, uh, you know, Kayla obviously like she like completely wrapped Ben. You know, like a pretzel with like that kind of weird explanation to the point where he's like, I guess like this makes total sense. You can stay because I'm so confused. Um, <laughs> and I think he wants to just get her in a fantasy suite. Like, sends her home probably right after that happens. Wow. I mean, she's the sex panther, right? Is that what he calls her? I, she's, she's very adorable and very, very cute. Pretty. Um, I think that he I almost don't... thinks that she's a sex panther because she's so cute that when she does, like, make out with him, she's he's like, oh, she also has a sex oh, drive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think she definitely, like, has, like, I, I, you saw it a couple times, um, maybe a little earlier in the season, where, like, she would just, like, walk away with him immediately, kind of just jump him. And it seemed just very sexual. So I, I get the vibe, like, that's kind of what's working for him on that front. Um, JoJo, I... I'm very impartial to JoJo. I mean, everyone, obviously, Nick loves her. Uh, a lot her of other once. people do. Yeah. Um, I personally, like, don't see it. Um, With JoJo? Yeah, like, I'm not attracted to her. Like, I don't really, I, I guess I just don't get the JoJo hype. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's very pretty. She looks like Isla Fisher. Yeah, she that's, a, that's a good, yeah, that's actually very true. Um, you know, Lauren B., uh, just She's cute is kind of how I define her. Yeah, right? she's just, cute. Yeah. She, I think she's cute. She Man. seems, like, the personality-wise. Um, yeah. And who mean, oh, Amanda. Um, you know, obviously, like— yeah, I, I keep even, forgetting about Even Amanda. cuter, yeah. Yeah, I like Amanda just from the standpoint of, like— She's sweet. You know, she's a single mom, so, yeah. I mean, we all have to stick together, right? Single parents. <laughs> Band of brothers. I, okay, here's the one question about her voice. Is she stuck in her talking to her like, toddler kids mode? I mean— I think she's just really petite and small, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> probably just got off the float. Probably has a deviated septum. And oh gosh, it just like I, the voice I can't never, stop thinking about whether it's a bit it's squeaky. Real or not. I think it is. She seems very nice. She does I don't seem know. very nice. But like I, it's so like Ben with with specifically Lauren B and and JoJo a little bit. Like his body language is so different than with any of the other girls. I mean, some of the girls like he's making out with them and his hands are in his pocket. <laughs> you know, it's just like and, and with like Lauren B and JoJo, he's very engaged and he's very relaxed. And I think the other girls, are, he's. He's very like Ben does a great job of making all the girls feel special, and he's very sweet. And Ben's just a nice guy in general, so he's very considerate. But I think, and again, it's a very difficult spot he's in. But it's it, it it's like he's trying so hard just to be nice, as opposed to just yeah. I mean, he know. does a good job of validating. I mean, every girl. <laughs> we but, were just talking about how validating is like the watchword this season. Oh boy, sorry, I played right it? into that. I no, guess. no, continue. Um, you know, like, but sadly, I kind of wish he wouldn't. Like, it, it'd make for better TV if yeah, he no, wasn't I, actually, like, I mean, that, making but, everyone feel good and, like, pandering to, like, each one of their individual, like, insecurities and everything. It's just, like, let it, like, Wild West it, Ben. Like, stop <laughs> no, being so but nice. that's the difference between— cracking so, under yeah. the strain of it. Like, it's a tough process. Like, I don't think people realize just how tough it is to be the lead. I, I feel like he actually is, like, causing himself a little hardship and, like, extra stress— by trying to make everyone well, happy that, and, like, trying to, like, be such a good guy. And, like, you know, it's kind of like it's he needs to be a little bit more selfish. Sometimes when you try to make everyone happy, you make no one happy because you can't be 
Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. He keeps going to every girl and being like, you're great. I like having you here. You're great. But then he is going to have to send one of them home or two of them. Yeah, but there's a little bit of, again, like there's, in, again, it's natural that the lead's going to like a couple people. And then, again, the per- producers are going to say, you really need to give so, like, for example, let's take Jubilee, for example. They might say, like, I mean, again, there's a lot of, like, he doesn't get to spend a lot of time with anyone. Producers are spending a lot of time with everyone. So they're probably saying, hey, I've, what about Jubilee? What about, you know, Leah? Like, she's great. She's like, and they're kind of reminding him of, like, the attributes that they have because he hasn't even spent a lot of time with any of them, you know? And so there's that that reminder. I had probably two hours cumulative with Caitlin in six weeks. (laughs) Everything was 15-minute increments, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's no different for the rest of these girls. Like, obviously, like, he sits down with Lauren B., right? Like, he'll walk into the group and, like, look at her as he, like, walks past them as, like, like, hey, we're going on a date to go pick up JoJo or go pick somebody else up. And he sits next to Lauren B., right? And, like, you can just see that there's that uh, extra connection. And, like, yeah. I'd say a lot of the drama that maybe we're going to see in a little bit or, like, maybe we haven't seen that they probably should have aired is, like, I think these girls all probably can see it and, like, the writing's on the wall. And they know. Like, Leah probably knew that her time was up. And so it's just desperation. We're like, oh my gosh, like, why does he not like me? But yeah, there's no, that, I mean, that happens a lot. Like, I think, I think JJ did a great job. Like, when he had the two and one, I think at the time when you left, you kind of knew that, like, you and Caitlin didn't have this huge connection. And so instead of, like, doing the desperate route of, like, throwing people on the bus, like, he just, Left gracefully, like Joe Bailey kind of took a different approach, you know? Like, it was so funny on that one, too. Is like, I knew, I mean, 90% sure I was leaving, but, uh, you know, Joe and I kind of like, I've talked to him post, and he's like, it's like, man, I had to pull a desperate one out, so I had to tell her I loved her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I couldn't in a million years. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, all right, well, because we were all convinced, right? We all watched them, we were like, wow, Joe really loves her. That was what came across. Yeah, no, so it's... (laughs) It was the least convincing. So some people get real desperate and do things like Joe where they feel like they have to throw someone on the bus or say they love him, or or they could just say they could be fine with having their their time in the show run its course and leave gracefully. I was just... Um, I was super bummed that, like, I didn't get to go to the uh, Guinness Brewery, the... uh, You know, my time in Ireland spent in a hotel room or on a fucking godforsaken rock... You know, um, that's where they always do the two on ones. Yeah, I mean, th- they take you out to the middle of nowhere, so that if, dead. so that if you get dumped, you can watch as the helicopter. Yeah, uh, it was takes so it was so funny because as Caitlin and Joe walked down to the boat, and I was like left there by myself. The cameras were behind me, so they couldn't see my hands. And I like Joe looked up at me, and I gave him like a thumbs up, and he just started laughing like hysterically, and like had to like turn away, like. Because I, I was just not upset. And then, like, like all right, we need to, like, walk down the beach and look really upset. So I'm, like, walking down there. And, like, I'm, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have, like, a smile on my face. I'm, like, I cannot wait to go home. It's going to be great. <laughs> but, like, you, the way it looks is, like, I'm super sad, right? No, well, it's funny because, like, obviously they do all this editing. But I remember watching your exit and being, like, he doesn't care. Like, Kalen doesn't care. He doesn't care. They're saying goodbye. And no one cares. It's over. <laughs> and, like— that does kind of come through a lot of the time, I think, whether the person is really desperate or kind of crazy or whether they're just kind of like, okay, <laughs> no matter how they try hey, to edit I, it. I lasted a lot longer than I ever should have. So I was just like, hey, 
Awesome. All right, so minus Jubilee, who do you want the next lead to be? Um, I'm I'm feeling pretty strong about JoJo because I think that that's who they I, – I think that they they see her being a strong lead, and I think she could be fun. But I, think, I don't think we've seen enough of her yet for me to feel super strongly about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean – What I do would, you guys think? I would agree. I think, again, like to they have a more difficult time with ratings in the summer. So it, they I think they need a stronger – female lead than they need for a male lead. Right? Again, they, I think the the lead as a female has to do more of the carrying of the show as opposed to the cast because the guys sometimes can be less emotional or less, mm-hmm. or just more boring in general. Um, yes. And I think they need a little bit more of a dynamic female. I think like JoJo has, I think, that presence. I, I thought she handled the way, like, when Ben, I don't know what the hell Ben was saying in the ocean when he was like, JoJo, but you're the one who gets it. And he kept repeating himself. I think that he kind of sees JoJo as like, a sexy pal. Like, he's like, I don't see it as much being romantic. Yeah, I don't but know. he's like, you get me. And also, we should make out. But, like, you get me. Yeah. You're cool. But then she, like, kind of pushed back, which I think in that, in that environment, very few people push back on the lead because it's always like, you're this deity, and oh, my God, we'll never push back. And she was like, well, what about you? Aren't you having a hard time? And I thought that was a very um, authentic, and it, I think it showed a lot about her ability to handle men. Yeah. And I think as a as a as the lead you have to you kind of be able to like yeah. do that. Which of the girls do you think would really excel on Paradise? Huh. I mean like they're talking they already like Lacey. I mean the the it's always like the obvious one you think of Olivia you know and so like if Lacey goes on it'll be very similar like to the the Ashley S where she'll go on for a couple seasons and she'll probably be underwhelming because she'll come in a lot safer than mm-hmm. she was and she'll be kind of tense so i think you know i don't think a lot of people thought like JJ would come on and have the turn that he had so it's hard to predict yeah. or let Joe Bailey was the sweet southern boy you know at the end he kind of had yeah. a weird exit but like yeah. most people thought Joe was likable and sweet and this country sweetheart and then who would have thought that like I mean I wasn't terribly surprised yeah, the juxtaposition but who, <laughs> between Joe who, and JJ who, who yeah. would have thought that Joe would have ended up so I think it's really hard to say I think yeah. I think what's fascinating about Paradise is you have a lot of people who who go on and get like and I, we talked about last time I came here is that what I love about Paradise is you have a bunch of people who have already done it so they're a lot more comfortable with the process they're a lot less safe and I think some people then realize how they maybe can reapproach and handle it better, and other people maybe get a little too like they get a little. I'm, I'm gonna say cocky, or they feel like they can like game the system, like Joe thought he could do, and then like you, that never works out for anyone. So uh, let's just. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of looked at me. You're like, oh, like you can kind of change. I behaved zero zero percent different than I did on the Bachelorette on Paradise. The only thing I people already knew me when we went. So like Tanner and Jared. These guys knew me, and so they kind of were, like, used to, like, my yeah. my attitude or my behaviors. And so they're like, oh, JJ is just messing around. And so, like, <laughs> I kind of wasn't as big of a shock. So everyone's like, oh, like, this is just who he is. So and that's probably why it worked on. out for you is that you just – you didn't try I, to I did do not things. do anything differently. I think it's like Michelle Money, too. It's like – People the learn to appreciate it. Yeah. are all about sincerity, yeah. and Bachelor in Paradise, like having a different personality, is much more appreciated. Well, if you are who you are, then people can appreciate you. When people go in and try to change, who, like things, that, I think that's when they get themselves in trouble. Yeah, um, like Lace. It'll be really. I mean, I, I I cannot wait to watch her on Paradise because I think if she goes in, 
with a little self-awareness and maybe like holding back and like the booze, I think maybe she had a little issue there, you know, and just getting over her skis there. But otherwise, like be the exact same kind of like person. And it could be incredible. Like it could be a train wreck yet again. Yeah. Um, even if she's trying to be like good and like, you know, walk on eggshells. Um, I just, I feel like there's just too much kind of with her personality that she's not going to be able to hide that long. She has a lot yeah. going on inside that shell. Yeah. But the real lace just keeps coming out, but it's just the real lace isn't what she thinks And there's a is. whole new batch of guys that yeah. will be. I can't wait to, to find oh, out. Gosh. Maybe you guys will be able to come back on during The Bachelorette this year. See, how's that? Here, is that weird, Nick? Like, I mean, I feel like that's the hardest part is like. Right now, like— I don't know if I'll be available, you know. <laughs> It'll be really busy. Dealing with, like, the new crop of guys, like, coming in. I don't think they'll handle me this Stealing time. our thunder. I mean, jeez. Yeah, you'll be you'll be last year's news. Yeah. I'm going to show up week five this season. I, was, I <laughs> thought you were going straight for the fantasy suite, dude. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's one way to do it. I mean, I mean if, if JoJo's the bachelorette, Nick's probably showing up, what, week 10? He'll just be <laughs> waiting there. Just throw a little twist in it. You can take this person you've been building a relationship with to the fantasy suite or Nick V. I mean, obvious choice. And, I mean, don't you want someone that kind of is is experienced in the fantasy suite, that kind of knows his way around and it? And outside the fantasy suite, I assume, know. yeah. Like, probably knows where the, the uh-huh. box of condoms are. <laughs> like, I mean— And on that note, I think we have to wrap it up. But thanks so much for coming on. And I hope that we'll be able to have you back on the show in the future. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. All right. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. So our first feminism fail this week is obviously JoJo prancing about in the Mrs. Higgins jersey. Just, boy. We're going to give that one a four because no one should ever be be forced or assumed that they're going to take a man's last name without an actual conversation between the two people. Yeah, we still get to keep our own identities after marriage. Who'd have thunk? Next, Emily basically volunteers to immediately marry Ben and have his babies because she sees that his hometown is cute. We're giving that a three. It's a little confusing, but it seems like she should just have higher standards for how she chooses to spend the rest of her life. And finally, JoJo keeps saying that she wants to, quote, give herself completely to Ben, which is oddly something men on the show rarely say about The Bachelorette. It also sounded weirdly virginal slash sexual to me. It was very off. Yes. We're going to give that a two because we're pretty sure she meant that really innocently and meant it well. But it just felt very patriarchal. Seriously. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Nick Vile, JJ Lane, and of course, Chris Harrison. Thanks to our producer, Caitlin Boguki, and editor, Nick Offenberg. Also, have you had a chance to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes yet? If not, now is just the perfect time to subscribe and give us a rating. 
Every time we get a new subscription or review, our show climbs the iTunes charts, which helps other people discover our show, and it gives us just a real lift to our day, I would say. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can send us an email, which we always appreciate, at here to make friends at huffingtonpost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.